So our first movie here is a biopic that deals with uh, a, a, a genius. Mm-hmm. Thing is, when you a genius, you ain't gonna act right. <laughs> you always gonna do something. It comes with the territory. It does. That's why they make so many movies about geniuses, man. Because they ain't gonna act right. They fucking around. They hiding <laughs> things. You know, they treating people wrong and always th- talking about, well, I can't help it. I'm a genius. I don't think like your dumbass. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if we buy that with everybody, but. Bradley Cooper, he bought that with this man right here. And that's Bradley Cooper. It's Andy Griffith. As you can see. <laughs> no, that's, that's like Bradley Cooper as Leonard Bernstein, uh, American conductor. Uh, he's also, uh, what do you call it? A conductor. Uh, composer. Composer. I was going to get my C's mixed up. Composer. And played several instruments. And he was, uh, you know, as some people said. Just uh, a man's a legend because he was just that talented, and some people say just ahead of his time, and really did not think like anybody else. Uh, did music for, com- composed music for a lot of great things, man, out there. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the movies that he did? Well, the big one is West Side Story. Yeah. And uh, On the Town. Yeah. And for some reason, Bradley Cooper said, you know what? I mean, he has a point. Like, I don't think there's any movies about this particular genius right here. Uh, there's not one out there. You know what? I said, I, being a genius myself, you know, <laughs> until somebody makes my movie, I'll go ahead and make a movie about him. And, hey, listen, that's what it is. There's a biopic about this legendary artist here. But, as we've always told you, man, you know, biopics, they follow a certain <clears throat> formula. They always kind of do the same thing. Even though some of them might be really entertaining, very good, you know, they, they, they're they pretty standard. So, has Bradley Cooper, has he has he done anything different right here to set himself apart from the American biopic. Let's go ahead and take a look at Maestro, the trailer for it at least. And we're talking about this because we're talking about Oscar buzzworthy movies right now. Oscars aren't out yet or have not been announced the nominations, but some people are saying that these are the movies that you should be looking out for. Maestro is on that list right mm-hmm. now. Do we agree? Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer and we'll be back with our reviews. If summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. Something she told me. Hello, I'm Lenny. Hello, Felicia. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh. Tell me about her. Oh, she's wonderful. She's a lovely girl. What age are we living in? One can be as free as one likes without guilt or confession. Please, I know. Exactly who you are. Oh, even getting those Oscar monks. That music ain't no He can be the first great American conductor. There's a price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. Keeps me glued to life. 
this movie right here you know a biopic only has a limited amount of time to cover its subject so this kind of covers some big key moments in Leonard Bernstein's life uh, his big break his first big break his first big conducting break for the Philharmonic the New York Philharmonic uh, to him meeting what he thought would be the love of his life Felicia Montalegre to you know, the more tumultuous part of his life where he had to come to grips with who he is and Believe me, he did not want to hide it after that. And, <laughs> and then everybody else having to come to grips with that. Uh, and then uh, the other part where, you know, uh, old age kicks in and how that part of his life affected him and his family, uh, who he had, what, three kids at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so thing is with, with, with Bradley Cooper, I believe Bradley Cooper, man, who's, you know, who would have thought that the damn goofball from uh, uh, wedding crashes. The, the hangover. <laughs> the hangover. No, uh, he, no, wedding crashes. Wasn't he in wedding crashes? No, when? that was Vince Vaughn. No, the, the, there was a bad guy. He might have had a small oh, role. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's right, from the wedding. Okay, yeah, yeah the bad yeah. guy. Martin, my boy, like, no, stupid. Wedding crashes. <laughs> no, he's a raccoon. <laughs> no. He got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that raccoon? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I guess I knew him from stuff before that, so I never think so about I that So I rest role. my case and continue the goofball from wedding crashes. <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie, though. Yeah. That's exactly the thing, man. You know, he was the... Uh, he, he was, was the asshole, yeah. He was the asshole. He was a second-hand player in that movie, man. And whoever would have thought that that dude would, would, would end up being considered to be one of our great directors today. And I agree with that because I do think when you went in Bradley Cooper, what he did, A Star is Born, mm -hmm, yeah. and then uh, this, has he directed anything else? That um, not that I know of. With those two movies, Maestro and, and A Star is Born, uh, listen, I can tell that this guy is passionate about directing. Maybe it's because he's only done two films right now. And watching Maestro, I can definitely tell that he put the same amount of passion that he did within uh, A Star is Born. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. You know, him directing a huge pop star, him singing in it, him acting in it, and then directing. <laughs> I mean, that was when people say, yeah, this dude is a force. And we do have to reckon with him. Uh, so I do see the same amount of passion in this because he's kind of doing the same thing here. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's acting. Mm -hmm. And while he might not be singing, he is playing a, a, a character within different stages of his life. So, you know, that's really hard to do, but the, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't diminish how much effort and, and, and love that he's put into this movie right here. Um, not, okay, so one thing you need to know, though, if you haven't seen it already, uh, not as mainstream as A Star is Born. 
that's the thing with with uh, with this movie, Maestro, and this is the thing that I admire about Bradley Cooper. He's not just going off and just making another movie. You know, mm -hmm. he's actually he's 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 taking chances. He's experimenting with different filmmaking styles. You know, uh, this one is is uh, more experimental, uh, more artistic. You know, he's playing with visuals more here. Uh, I love the look throughout this movie. Oh, it's 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 gorgeous. It's lush. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. Yeah, cinematography is just like it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, oh. I mean he, he's like Spielberg with this thing. Yeah, no, and you know, now, and look at this. What I really love about it, the the look of it is that it's, it it changes depending on what what phrase of, uh, I'm sorry, what phase of part of life that Leonard Bernstein and his family are in, or what decade that we're in. Mm -hmm. You know, early on in the film, it takes on this. The, the the stylistic filmmaking of the 30s and 40s, even though sometimes it also looks like a black and white movie from the 60s, even though it is set in the 40s here. But still, they're using black and white. It's hazy. It's dreamy. Uh, the aspect ratio is smaller on purpose. Even the dialogue is in that style of, uh, in, the, in the banter of those old uh, 30s and 40s movies where they're using the transatlantic, you know, mm -hmm. the accent and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and also, what I love about the beginning of this movie, when you get in the black and white era, era here and you're a uh, you know, you're in, you're actually in the early part of his career. Is that it? it all, the movie also captures, I think, the in, the the innocence and the optimism in those movies. Oh yeah. You know, uh, which is appropriate because we're dealing with you know a very young Leonard Bernstein when because uh, all romanticized. You know, this is where he's getting his big break, uh, and this is where you know he's starting to conduct the Philharmonic Orchestra for the first time with huge success, and he's about to fall in love with Felicia Mont uh, Montalegre. Uh, I think that's how you say her name, and. You know, it's it's so it's not as restricted as those actual movies from back in the day where they would you know they were so pure and innocent because they had to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it still feels a little more edgy and uh, and mature. But there's hardly any cursing in that part. Yeah. You know, there's. I mean, if you're watching this, you would think that this would probably be like a PG movie or something mm -hmm. in, in the beginning. I would say like PG thirteen, even near the start. Yeah. Like I can tell you that. Yeah, he's in bed with some people. Yeah, and then the movie shifts to the fifties and the aspect ratio widens, transitions to color. Uh, not as whimsical as the first part, you know, starts to feel like an actual film from the 60s sometimes because at this point they can explore things that were considered taboo at the time, like right. that homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And believe me, this dude loved this man. <laughs> I mean, he can't even watch the show. He's like, he like oh, I'm watching the show, all right. Because, you know, it's funny the, the, the situation because this is a period where women did not have that much power even when they were, you know, famous women. Sure. If, you know, if you married a more powerful guy, and he wanted to be gay, you better let him be gay because <laughs> and you have to just tolerate. Well, you know, it is a thing where he, it's not like he hid it from her. They, it was, it no, was she no, tolerated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was no, no right off the bat. But she told him, she said, listen, just don't parade that shit around. He's like, all right. But when he found a young chap, he's like, oh, shit, I got to show this shit off. I got game. Look at that. Look what I got here. You know how dudes are. <laughs> you make that agreement at first, but you had a party drinking. It's like, well, I, I, I don't see my wife around here. Exactly. <laughs> dudes are the same whether they gay or straight. Mm -hmm, if they mm -hmm. find something that's hot, they're going to they gonna show that shit off. Yeah. You <laughs> found that man is just spreading him around the party everywhere. I like how she had one rule. It's just like, just don't, 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 don't parade it out in front and make me look bad. He's like, oh, I got you. Uh, what, what was that agreement again? Yeah. I don't remember. She told him, she said, you got all the dick you want. Just don't show it to anybody. He came in dragging this dude in by the dick. He's like, yeah, look at the dick I got, y'all. <laughs> and then told her, now keep your distance, but, but there when I need you, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't move. <laughs> yeah, man. It, you know, it's, uh, he flaunted it. He flaunted it, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, watching this, 
Bradley Cooper, he continues to have these shift these shifts in tones where it started out kind of whimsy, innocent, romanticized. Then you know we start getting into the dirt of his life. You know the more what were they the, the flawed man part, mm-hmm. and then you know we get into the '80s where you know the movie just kind of. You know, it shifts in tone again, where things start to feel more straightforward. You know, reality has set in. Consequences of his actions at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, also uh, the kids are older and they're aware of what dad is doing. You know? <laughs> and and it's just you know, and again, it's the realities of uh, of of old age kicking in mm-hmm. with them. So it just you know they they're not as uh, it's not as flashy as it was before. Uh, now it's just you know it's more static shots. Yeah. It's less music and scenes. It's not as you know the sweeping as it was before with the camera angles and whatnot. Uh, you know, I, I man, just from a uh, again a directing point from how he takes on so many different styles. I, I I I admire the hell out of this guy for that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You, you can't help but, especially to be his second film, to see that like, oh, he's not just resting on his laurels. Yeah, he's really pushing it and going for it and making that kind of movie that that holds your attention. And yeah, as any kind of uh, person who appreciates film, you're just kind of wild by it. Yeah. Yeah, and whoever the person is who did the cinematography, he should continue to work with them because mm-hmm. that to me was the most impressive thing about the movie. Where I was just I couldn't look away because I just I wanted to see what was the next cool shot, what was the next little visual trick he was going to show in there. Like uh, the one where they show his shadow against the curtain in the trailer there, oh, and you yeah. see her in the distance. That's my favorite shot in the movie. I mm-hmm. thought that was amazing. No, it, it looks like it's almost three different movies put in one. It's all yeah. by the same director. It's, a, it's an amazing feat that he's done here just from the camera work. Uh, <clears throat> is off to you guys uh, right now. I'm just going to say each phase works for me mostly. I'll say not completely. Uh, a lot of things hold these tonal shifts together though and it's most of the, the performances, man. Uh, first of all, they're all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some fantastic performances. Carrie Mulligan. She was definitely the standout for me. Yo, yo, she's, no, I, she's awesome. I want to tell you how great she is in this role because uh, she's in one of those wife roles in the biopic and I'm mm-hmm. telling you something, when you wanna, when, when you the wife in a biopic and the, and, the, and the subject is a dude, you ain't got shit to do but be mad and still support him. Uh-huh. You in his shadow the whole yeah, time. Yeah, uh, cheerleader role is what they yeah. call it. You mad as fuck. You're like, he shouldn't be doing this, but I guess I'll go ahead and support him anyway. You know, you the whole movie, they just, the women start out cool and they just get bitter. <laughs> and by the time the movie's over, they look like that shit. Yeah. Ain't this a motherfucker? Look at him. Well, it's almost as if, uh, you know, the audience is going like, well, you should be mad at what he did. But he's a genius, so you shouldn't be getting in his way. Let let let, <laughs> let, let the player play. Let him do what he's got to do. That's what the movie say. It's like he's a genius, so you know, get his back, mm-hmm. even though they're getting dogged out. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's what she is, man. But I mean, she, you know, her role gets re- gets reduced to being overshadowed, uh, less a character than just being frustrated and looking mad, which happens with a lot of these. But I'm gonna tell you, it's, they do something with her in the, in the movie that actually has her come around and gives her her moment. And it's funny too because it's almost like the movie knows it, and they're just like, "Well, shit, I don't know what we can do about this." I'll tell you, what we can do. And what they do is they say, "Well, listen, we know we're wrong, so we're just gonna have you hear it from her." She admits it in the movie. She's like, "Oh, I don't do nothing but support this man. I get shit on all the time." <laughs> Seems I'm attracted to a certain type. Listen, Mm. you know, Lenny loves you. He really does. He's just a man, a horribly aging man who cannot just be wholly one thing. He's he's, uh, lost. I've always known who he is. 
What? Nicole. <laughs> she like, well, she like, well, shit, that's on you. <laughs> well, fuck, what I've been wasting my time for? I know. All this time I've been verbally trying to dance around it. <laughs> you man, you only let me sit up here and say all that shit. You know, <laughs> you know I'm out this bitch. <laughs> uh, Maya Hawk, who I don't have a picture of, but she's very good. She's Ethan Hawks and uh, and uh, oh, what's her Luma name? Thurman. Luma Thurman's uh, daughter. Uh, she deals with a lot with this family. But what I like about her character is that she she's never bitter. Man, she no. actually kind of takes it in stride of like I know my family is crazy um, and she's not in the movie that much she only has like a couple scenes yeah a couple really. scenes yeah. yeah but she's but whatever she's in she's actually really good man I oh, mean yeah. you know when people say nepotism I'm like well shit sometimes they just got it man mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, the only performance that really felt forced to me was you showed her there, Sarah Silverman. It was just really, it, it wasn't working for me. Oh, I, you know what? I, I, she normally doesn't work for me in other things. And I liked her in this one. Right, fair enough. Yeah, I let me see here. You know, so Bradley Cooper. Let me just say that I, I like Bradley Cooper. In, in this movie, because some people are thinking, you, now, some people don't think that you uh, that he's doing an impression, especially early on, and you know, t- talking that transatlantic accent and everything. They th- that's, that's a little too heavy and it's a little too phony. And I, I thought that was by design. I mm-hmm. thought that he was making a movie that was supposed to mimic those films back yeah, then. Yeah, definitely. And, and so that's why he was talking that way. And it actually worked for me. I thought, listen, I'm saying I thought he was good. I thought he was great in the film. Um, you know, and I, one of the reasons I thought he was really good is is because of the way he aged in the movie. You know, he actually would, he played a different person the the older that he the older he got. So you know, he does a I thought I thought he did a great job. He's been catching a lot of flack though, you know, because people say you know they talking about he's in Jew face because of, of the nose. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? What, what is he supposed to do? Uh, yeah, you're just trying to make yourself look more like the actual person you're you're doing the biopic of, and it's great makeup. I was like, man, fuck everybody with with that focusing on the nose. Yeah, I, people I, are always looking for something. Yeah, it didn't bother me, but there were moments where I was like, man, he looks like a caricature drawing just because the way that they light it and his nose looks so crazy. Yeah, and to me, I, I sent Corey a picture of it. I I thought he kind of looked like the guy from uh, Lazy Town. We are no, number he one. Didn't, like, he didn't look like, like, you know, good guy. That he didn't look like. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking watching this. Well, damn, now that I look at it, I can see. I can, man, what thing? Fuck. And, and it was funny. I was asking my mom about it, and she hadn't heard about it. And she looked it up, and she gasped when she saw it. She's like, this is kind of anti-Semitic, Julian. I was like, I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far huh. personally. Right. But I, I thought that he looked a little bit goofy. And, and to what you were saying with uh, the script, having that that old style like mm-hmm. that that worked for his performance because he is there kind of talking like this and then they're always talking about things yipping yap. yeah and then as he went on he became more almost uh gravelly and effeminate <laughs> so he, he was playing different characters almost uh, as probably leonard bernstein did but as far as the, uh, listen y'all know y'all know I, I i i got jewish people's back man on any kind of anti-semitism Thanks, man yeah you know this now you know this but I, if anybody's calling that shit on this now come on let's stop that's when that's when somebody like puts uh, just a smudge of black on their face and they talk about oh shit that's blackface you know <laughs> no no it ain't well I feel that way but Julian being actually Jewish I I defer to to how you feel about yeah it. I I think that it's 
it's perfectly fine. I can see how people would see that, but I don't find it offensive at all. Not I, the shit, I, you know, I think it looks a little silly. I'm sorry if you on the if you were the authority, I'd be like, right, man, I'm arrest me then. Take, take, take me, take me to Jew jail. <laughs> like, all right, because I don't see it. I'm, I'm going to defend this. Any Jewish people out there saying that they offended, I'm sorry. I don't think you should be because that was not the intent. Yeah, that's and, yeah, that seems to be clearly not the intent. And, yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's it's all about intentions and it's all about how it looks. Now, if he, now if this shit look like a damn bird beak or something, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> but I'm I'm sorry. Like, right, come on. Yeah, yeah, there are some movies, even some that came out this year where they actually are looking anti-Semitic with, like, giant noses yeah. and stuff. And, and furthermore, I think the, the makeup looks amazing because by the time he was very old in the movie, which you saw at the you, you saw at the beginning of the trailer, mm-hmm. by the time that he's, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, in the later stages of, in the late stages of his life, I didn't think that looked rubbery at all. I thought mm-hmm. that was yeah, amazing it's, makeup. It's got so much texture and uh, moisture to it. Yeah, and yeah. the back of his hands, too. Even. Yeah. Now, I'm, I might just sit back and let y'all go ahead, because uh, he's been sitting up here, boy, he said, man, I can't wait for Martin to get up in here. I'm going to tell him a thing or two. That, that is not what I said. <laughs> I was just he watching, <laughs> watching this movie. I was thinking about it halfway through, where you mentioned that you watched it twice. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I, like I'm enjoying looking at it, but as far as a story goes and the storytelling for me see I, that that's what you get for assuming from what I said <laughs> <laughs> so, here's what I will tell you this is what I will say about this movie everything I've said up until this point I hold by uh, Oscar worthy performances Oscar worthy direction production all of it gorgeous uh, I think for me anyway the big thing missing from this movie is I think it's missing what makes Leonard Bernstein special. Uh, I, I don't think it brings that home. Uh, I, I feel like if you're already a fan, this is the movie for you. But if you're coming in kind of close, kind of knowing who he is and you like West Side Story, but you're not already a, a big fan who knows stuff about him, it leaves kind of a big, okay, I guess, but uh, so what? Uh, and I would compare this to, and they're completely different movies, but recently watching um, The Iron Claw about the Von Erichs. Funny, I was going to bring that up too. Before. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Where, yeah, it's about wrestlers. I kind of knew who the Von Erichs were. I'm not that into wrestling, but that movie really, like, brings you into the world of wrestling and you get a sense of why this movie is being made about these guys. And I didn't get that from the Leonard, from, from um, Maestro. And here's the thing. My saying, I watched it twice. I watched it twice because I went to the screen and saw it. I kept falling asleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> when they sent me a copy of it, I thought, you know what? Let's be fair. Let's watch it again. Mm-hmm. And watching it again, I was like, all right, I like this better, but my feelings haven't changed that okay. much. All right. So yeah, you... yeah I mean, uh, I'm kind of in agreement. Like, I think that it's a gorgeous movie, but I think that it fails in the way of just storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because what they do is there's so many times where the movie stops and they're like, man, he did this. He did that. He got all these awards. And then it's just like, all right, I don't <clears throat> see him that, uh, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Like the characters talk about these characters, but you never see them being a character. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that is my it's kind of my complaint with the movie. And it's funny. I was going to bring up uh, I was going to bring up uh, uh, the Iron Claw because I kind of have the same complaints that I have about this movie as I did with the Iron Claw, where the Iron Claw 
I think it told, uh, you know, took its time telling a really good setup for the, this family and, and, and their stories and their bonding and even the, their curse that they have. And then it started to like kind of speed up and just have the movie in chunks near the end. Uh, I kind of feel this. And, and what I feel is that, I, and by the way, I really like The Iron Claw. It's like on my list of best movies this year. So don't think I'm sitting up here talking about the movie's not any good. I don't like it. I do. I like it a lot. Uh, but I did say at the end of it, I wish this would have been a TV show. Because I don't, I don't think the second half or whatever part of the movie that felt rushed to me wouldn't have, wouldn't they would have, they wouldn't have done that. They would have had more time to take those segments and expand on them. I kind of feel that way about this, because I think when they have, when the movie starts out, I'm not even looking for a real story about uh, Leonard Bernstein. I'm looking, I'm looking at this as sort of a, a romanticized story of Leonard Bernstein. You know, uh, again, uh, the first part felt, you know. Uh, it didn't feel like a biopic because of his creative approach. It felt like a story being told, a very romantic story. A man falling in love, a man who was passionate in love with his work. Uh, it felt very fluid to me. And I didn't care if it was exaggerating or telling the truth mm -hmm. or not. I didn't look at it for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, now, that when we get to the second part and the kind of moment they hit color, you know, uh, that's when it loses fluidity in me. And it feels like a movie's, again, being told in chunks. You know, it feels more like a traditional biopic. Well, before, it felt like just this artistic vision or this artistic uh, telling of a man's life. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even, I wouldn't even care if I saw the second half of the movie. I just, it would have been kind of cool for me to see this whole thing about how he got his first chance at the Philharmonic, mm -hmm. you know. And that way we could have cut off instead of trying to go, all right, now here's the part where he's, you know, he likes man. Oh, here's the part he got to talk to his kids, you know. <laughs> this is the dick sucking scene. Yeah, here's, the, here's the part where his wife is pissed off now, you know. Oh, his girl knows. So, you know, it's just, it, it, and none of that, like I said, none of this is really terrible. It just, like I said, it just didn't have the flow. Yeah, the yeah. Part. Like that. Like I said, that's why you know the first time getting, I had trouble getting through it. But I was sitting in theater. I didn't have the luxury of going like, oh, let me pause this and come back later. Yeah. Instead, my brain was just like, let's check out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm listen. But everything else is so good in this. I, I'm, I agree with y'all about the story here. I do. I, I would just say that a lot of the most interesting stuff that they talk about in this, it's mm. all off screen. Yeah. Like even mm -hmm. early on, like when they show that first time he's like. Uh, conducting it starts awesome and then it just ends and and it cuts to like the end of it and it's mm. like man that would have been so cool to actually see that whole scene to just like draw that out and really like introduce us to this character but then they they just jump the end and everyone's like man wasn't that great and it's like i don't know I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i say it it preaches to people who are already big fans yeah. and go like oh this is his big moment here and i assume bradley cooper is one of those people it would have been i would have been no, i'm just talking about again my movie. I really wish I could have seen a whole movie, and not two hours and in thirty minutes already. I wish I could have seen like a an hour and forty five minute movie or so about this 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 black and white uh, uh, early part of his life where it felt like an old film. I would have thought that that. But then again, I gotta admire how he went and took on the other parts of the movie and changed the tones with that. I, I really like those parts, even though I don't think they worked as well as the, as the beginning. But I did like them, man. And maybe it's because again, I'm you know I think everything is good in here because it's driven by. Uh, Bradley Cooper's ambition. You know, I really do give him uh, credit for being ambitious and putting the effort. Um, yeah, this is an earnest <clears throat> attempt at making something, mm -hmm. and oh, there's yeah. a lot to like here. Yeah, no, I, I did, I did. I'm and almost just on the ambition in the filmmaking alone. I'm giving this a, a low full price. Uh, wish I could have liked this more. Um, you know, and I don't even know if I would give this best picture. 
I definitely would give it best director, you know, or nominated for best director. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. give it cinematography for sure. Yeah, cinematography, best director, makeup. You know, I, I would that. And, and Bradley Cooper's, a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he is just based on two films. He is one of the best working out there right now. Now, we can keep it up after two films. I don't know, but I really do hope he keeps, you know, being this experimental and this ambitious because I do think, you know, even when you don't get a complete great story out of it, there's a lot of good other things in there, man. And it's earnest, too. You mm -hmm. know, it's, 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 it's guys being real. So, uh, yeah, low full price. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he gets tons of acc accolades. So even if it doesn't win, you know, get, gets the nominations or or, uh, or wins Oscars, that he's still mm -hmm. hungry enough to, like, want to keep trying and, and, and pushing to do oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's showing himself, you know, within these two films to be, a, a, not just a great director, but a hungry director, mm -hmm. one who who wants to keep, you know, getting better and doing more things. And yeah, I, I, so much of this I compare to Spielberg. There's so many great, not just good, but great things about it yeah, that yeah. I wish the overall project <clears throat> left me feeling excited. And like I said, I took two stabs at it to get there and never quite made it for me. So it ends up being more of a very, very high matinee for me. All right. Yeah, for me, I, I think that this is, there's a lot, if you love like old film, you'll really get a kick out of this. There's, it has a lot to like, but for me, the tone was a complete miss. It, at the beginning, like about a half hour in, like that, that moment right there where they're dancing, that was, it felt like it was trying to be almost like La La Land mm -hmm. and it, it couldn't quite commit to it because it's, it's so many different styles. But I think that the acting is good. I think the cinematography is just stunning. Yeah. Like it is, it is one of the prettiest looking movies I've ever seen, but I, I want to see the movie that, you know, they talk about, not, not <laughs> what they had here. And, and there's just some stuff in it, man. I just thought it was corny. And, and again, going back to the tone, like some stuff, it's like, is this a joke? Mm -hmm. Like, like random, like the scenes all go on very long. And I thought that the editing was a little bit weak in this, mm -hmm. at least for me personally. I thought that the scenes went on so long until they just, they ran, the reel emptied, you know? And uh, I, overall, I think I just have to give this like a low rental. I think that there is a lot to like here, but I, I don't know. Like I was disappointed when it's all said and done because it's like, man, I feel unmoved by all this. You know, it didn't emotionally affect me at all. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Julian. <laughs> Silly boy. Uh, man, you got opinions across the board. I here. know. I know. Damn. I, I respect Julian. Yeah. There's like weird stuff in this. Like, remember at one point he's like, hey, get, get, bring me some milk. And they just, they bring him a full carton of milk and he's drinking from it. And no one's like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> like, why was he drinking milk? Or the time where he like says to Sarah Silverman, he's like, all right, I'm going to go take a big dump. It's like, what? what? Why man, you hate this man that? just for drinking milk, yeah, man. Damn. Wait, you drink that milk, you got to take a big dump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see one floating to the next. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I guess I missed the point. He wanted to see him taking this shit. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to have the, sit up there with the glass and milk. Talking about this for you, Julius. I, I think Bradley <laughs> Cooper is extremely talented, but uh, better luck next time. Let this man drink his milk, Julian. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Bones weren't strong enough for yeah. me. And the way that they used that It's the End of the World song, I was like, Oh, I will give you that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, like that part. Yeah. Like they, like they, they just snuck that in. Leonard Bernstein. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Damn, can't drink milk. You look like a puppet man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs>